Broncos country. Let's ride. Welcome back to the Sports Jam podcast. I'm your host, Justice. Joining with me, as always, are my co-host, Mark, who, who is very against Russell Wilson, thinking that he just never in his career was any good. Say it like that. Matter of fact, we just got out of a two or three minute conversation about where Mark was claiming that if Russell Wilson was on the Denver Broncos his whole career, he would have been out of the league the first, in his first two years. I didn't say it like that. I mean, it, sound, it sounded like that's where you're going with it. Still has some influence in what Russ does. Okay, that's all I'm saying in this success. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cam, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Hey, having a great day. Shoot, um, had to fix a door in the apartment, but uh, so doing some adult things, got it fixed. But um, and usually I just call somebody, but I actually got it fixed, so I'm happy. Handyman Cam. I was about to say Cam the handyman, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But let's dive in. An exciting. What is this? Week five? Week six? Where are we at? Week week five? five? Yeah. An exciting week five on our plate. We got the two bad teams out on Thursday night, so we don't <laughs> got to worry about those teams. So we got we got a nice little slate coming up. Some interesting games. Let's talk quarterbacks here. Let's talk DFS. Week five, Mark. Who do you who are you looking at at quarterback? <clears throat> um, week five. I I will apologize for last week. Baker Mayfield. Do it again. I apologize now. My mistakes. And let's just go from there. Oh, Mark, before you continue, <sighs> I just want this to be noted. I just wanted to slide that in before you, you know, could grill me up. But let's go. Come on, grill me. Mark, at one time in his fantasy football career, labeled himself as the quarterback guru after Sam Darnold started the season as a, a top-five quarterback because he had, like, three rushing touchdowns. He had, like, five rushing touchdowns, actually, for the Carolina Panthers in 2020. What was that, 2021? Uh, yeah. And now he just talked about playing Baker Mayfield. So, Mark, you know, give us some better advice, QB guru. Uh, okay. I want to start by saying all three of the Steeler quarterbacks are priced at 5-1. So, I don't know if DraftKings knows what they want to do there. Because that leads me into my segue pick, play of the week, value play. Uh, it's going to be Bailey Zappi of the Patriots. Stop. Listen, he's playing the Lions. Lions defense is bad. Everybody can figure out how to keep pace with the Lions. One scoring offense. And I don't think I'm ever going to say that again. It'll be Bailey Zappi, who played good against Green Bay. He did play a good game when he came in. Okay, we can't argue that he didn't have a good, solid stat game. 99 yards, a touchdown, but he threw him to the Wolves early in Lambeau. Let him come back to New England and see what he does against uh, Detroit, which is a, probably the best matchup he's going to get as a rookie. Uh, so I'll go Bailey Zappi of 5-1 as my value. Uh, play up. I think it's got to be Hurts again, right? Jalen Hurts at 8-1. If you want to play Hurts, Arizona, again, shoddy secondary. Jalen Hurts, top of the MVP list right now up on that list. 
could potentially be a high-scoring game for Philadelphia, Arizona. So I'll go Hurts as my play up at eight one, and I'll I'm, I'll stick to Bailey Zappi at five one as my value. Sorry, we had a little trouble with Mark's audio there. In case anybody was unable to hear him, he had Jalen Hurts as his pay up against the Arizona Cardinals, and Bailey. His name's Bailey, right? Bailey Zappi. Bailey, Bailey Zappi as his value play against the Detroit Lions at fifty one hundred. Cam, before we come to you. I will go ahead and give a few names that I like. I think this week I'm totally fading uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts specifically. If I did go with one of those two, I think I'd go Allen just because uh, Pittsburgh's pass defense has been atrocious this year. But I think there's good value at quarterback, so I'm going to look to play that value in both formats, GPP and, and my cash lineups, excuse me. And the first name that I really like is Tom Brady against the Atlanta Falcons. I think he's in a good opportunity to basically repeat what he did last week against the Chiefs when he went for nearly 400 yards and three touchdowns. The Falcons have not been good against uh, the pass this year, and that'll that'll continue this week, and you get a nice opportunity to stack Mike Evans or, or Chris Godwin, whoever you may like there. I will also say... My deeper sleeper type of value play is going to be Andy Dalton against the Seattle Seahawks at 5,200. Again, another defense that uh, is prone to giving up a lot of points, a lot of fantasy points. And we've seen Dalton go for 240 yards and a touchdown last week, 15 fantasy points. I think he could, you know, if he gets in the end zone again, so if he throws like 252 touchdowns, that's a great that great day for his value at 5,200. And I think there's opportunity there against the Seahawks. And you get a nice stack of Lave and maybe even um, Jawan Johnson at tight end who continues to get a decent amount of targets. But, Cam, we'll jump over to you. Who do you like this week for your DFS quarterback plays? All right, because you uh, took my guy at QB value. I think like you can – put it on the fridge right here i'm telling uh-huh. you the brady the tom brady stack is real it uh-huh. is real uh tom brady at six thousand. i think that's a steal if you have tom brady plug him in your lineup if he is on any waiver wire get him now because i think he's about to go nuclear he's gonna have about i'm gonna say probably four touchdowns 300 passing yards that wow. yeah i would say four touchdown passes three pass uh 300 yards. Um, Chris Godwin should be back this week. Uh, Mike Evans is Mike Evans. Um, That is my stat. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, and running it back with the good old Drake London with Kyle Pitts out. So Tom Brady 100% is my QB value for this week. Uh, My price up is Jalen Hurts against Arizona. Arizona is a fast-paced offense. Uh, Philadelphia is not as fast, but they are pretty uh, – Arizona is pretty horrendous on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, <laughs> and Hurts is – hey, that's Mark's dude, and he's looking at an MVP if he continues to play the way he does, and he needs to continue to play at 8,100. So, I like Jalen Hurts. He can easily get 25 to 30 uh, fantasy points this week, so uh, he's my price up. Okay, I'm, I'll keep it rolling with you here. If you do play Hurts – is there anyone you're stacking him with as far as 
uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, any of them individually I'm, or as a group? Just because Jalen Hurts can – he has rushing upside, I don't mind just having him naked. So I, I don't mind him just being a, a one-off. If not, if I had to stack him, I'm stacking him with A.J. Brown for sure. Mark, what about you since you also liked Hurts? Um, Cam's right with the upside on the running, but <clears throat> I, I – I'd still probably stack them, and I'd probably go Brown or Smith the same way Cam says. But I, I don't want to leave them naked because there's so much upside with Hurts in just in general. So you, so you would go with one of the wide receivers, Mark? I'd, I'd go one of the wide receivers. I would probably save uh, for something else at tight end. Gotcha. Last name I wanted to mention that I do like at quarterback this week: Trevor Lawrence, uh, quarterback of the Jaguars. Playing at home against Houston for 5,600, I think that's another good value play. We just seen two weeks ago against the Chargers, he went for 262 yards and three touchdowns. And I just think there's another opportunity for him to repeat. He's not going to repeat that. You know, he's not going to throw for 270 yards and three touchdowns again. But even if he throws for 250 and two, that's going to be a solid day for him. And I like the opportunity to stack with Christian Kirk. And then you could run it back with either Damian Pierce or Brandon Cooks. I'd probably prefer Damian Pierce in this case. And can I go back to Tom Brady really quick? The reason why I'm so high on him this week yep. is um, because more so the fact that what I'm saying last week was promising. Like what he did last week is what we were looking for. And that's what you're looking for if you are a Mike Evans owner, if you are a Chris Godwin owner, or even a shoot, a Julio Jones owner, whatever he decides to play. But <laughs> that's what you're looking for is where is that upside with that with the Buccaneers offense? So I really do believe they really need this win. They took a loss last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think against this Atlanta team, uh, I don't know what the spread is, but whatever the if the spread is m- even minus seven, I'm taking it 100. Like even minus ten, I think that they're gonna they're gonna mop the floor against Atlanta this week. So one other thing important to to note and mention there with the... it is ten. It, the spread's ten on the dot. Ten. Okay. That's interesting there. But one one last thing that's important to mention with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers is they ran the ball six times last week against the Chiefs. They have been disappointed so far in the run game this year, so they're going to continue to rely on that pass until something opens up in the run game. So you know Brady's going to throw the ball at least 40 times in this game, if not 50. But we need to jump over to running back here. So Mark, we'll swing it right back to you. Who do you like at running back this week for DFS? Pay up, Nick Chubb. Just keep riding that uh, that horse. The Browns are just relying heavy on the run, and it's working to an extent. And now hosting the Chargers, who have not shown very much run defense presently. Ever. It, it, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Do you want to apologize to the viewers about your uh, L.A. Chargers having a good run defense? No, I already gave enough by <laughs> giving you Baker Mayfield's apology. I can't apologize <laughs> twice in one day. I'm just playing. You know, right? 
Um, no, I, I really think Chubb again. Cleveland's going to rely heavy on the like the run, and that's just how they're built. So Chubb at eight is a very very good play up. To price down low, I mean, I would go Algier against Tampa Bay, but I don't think Atlanta's going to be running the ball very much. I think Tampa Bay blows them up and out of the water quick. So I'm looking at like maybe a James Robinson at six three or a Damian Pierce at six two. One of those two in that Houston Jacksonville game is gonna show up. They might both do it, but I'll go Pierce because I was heavy on Pierce at the beginning of the year and I really like how he's turning out now. So Pierce at six two, probably a safe play against Jacksonville. Houston's gonna wanna run the ball just like I said about Cleveland. So Pierce is my play uh, or play down, my value, and I'll go Chubb as my up. So I do think uh, Robinson and Pierce will both be relatively high on this week just because of what they've done so far this year, especially Pierce in the past two weeks and then Robinson in the first three weeks. And then when you couple that with matchup, I think ownership is going to be high for those guys. I would say we all like either Chubb or Hunt this week, being that they're playing against the Chargers. <laughs> it was kind of kind of a running joke for us uh, last season, and then into this season, just play whoever's playing against the Chargers, and, and you probably have a good day at running back. But Cam, we'll we'll flip it over to you. Who do you like at running back this week? Uh, at running back, um, it's almost I'm telling you, you're at the roulette table, and you just hope that you're right right here. But um. Ramondish Stevenson, I just don't – I believe he's the better back than Damon Harris. Uh, Penny just lit up this Detroit uh, Lions <laughs> team last week. Like, we saw what he did last week. Um, the Detroit defense is bad. Like, they're extremely bad. And Damon Harris was outsnapped by Stevenson 32-26 to 26 last week. I do think Stevenson is the – more explosive back, the better back, and he catches balls out of the backfield. My only concern, and I think people need to realize this, is the fact that Detroit's offense is no joke. Like, they actually have a good offense. Like, I don't know what uh, Jared Goff has been doing. The, um, just, just them as a whole, they're pretty good. And if they do get an Omnod St. Brown back, which I is he doubtful or is he He's like questionable. Questionable. questionable? So if they do get him back, I I'm just scared of a blowout. That's the only thing I'm scared of. I'm scared of is New England not able to uh, put up enough points to keep up with Detroit. Because I do think Detroit's going to score, even though the Patriots do have a pretty solid defense. I do think Detroit's going to score points. Cam, I do think that bodes well for Stevenson over Harris. If you go Harris here, you do run into the risk of of the lines blowing them out and them abandoning the run game a little bit to throw. But if you have Stevenson, you kind of minimize that risk by playing a guy that's going to be in the game for, for their passing downs. So I do like Stevenson as well. And then can for... I, uh, can mm-hmm. I say something on the tone while we're talking about the lines? We just got to also take into respect here that they're doing this without Jamison Williams. He's coming back. He's going to be designated for, like, activation week six. And they're putting up 35 points a game without him there. And Swift being hurt most games. Yeah. yeah. Like, this offense is dangerous, and no one's seen it coming. 
I mean, that's what happens I, when you get a good line. Mm-hmm. I got a question for both of y'all. I know the same DFS stuff, but uh, our viewers will definitely want to hear about it. But um, with Jameson Williams coming back, does that hurt St. Brown? Or, like, what do y'all feel about that? Um, I'll, I'll go first because I was afraid of St. Brown at the beginning of the year. And now seeing the way Goff is actually playing, I, I don't think so. I think – Yes, St. Brown isn't going to have – well, I think he's getting like 10 to 12 targets a game. I don't think he'll get that many because Jamison is going to take some from him. But I think the production level that Brown has been playing with is going to stay there. I agree with Mark here. I think I think St. Brown rest of the season will be a wide receiver one as long as he's healthy. The addition of Jamison Williams I actually think will help him. Mm-hmm. It'll take even more distraction away. You know, they won't be able to double uh, St. Brown. I think the people it may hurt a little bit is Hawkinson primarily. And it may hurt Swift just a little bit, being that he's a, he's a good pass catcher. I think he may see a few less targets, but Swift will still have, <clears throat> have a good value when he's back healthy just because he's a guy that could get 10 – 15 touches in a game and still be extremely productive. So I, I, I still like Swift and St. Brown, even when Williams comes back. I don't love Williams, but I think he's kind of <laughs> going to be a good DFS boomer bus play redraft. I'm not sure what type of value he's going to have. I think he'll be a little too hard to predict each and every week. For the rest of the season, wherever you have Jared Goff, like maybe low QB one, high QB two, or I would definitely go low QB one. I think this offense, yeah. I think this offense is built to score. Their defense isn't good, so they're going to have to score on offense. And they, uh, Jamal Williams is the true runner. DeAndre Swift is a little, a little more of a Swiss Army knife, and I, I'm pretty sure. I think it's basically like a. 70-30, split when those guys are in uh, in Swift's favor. So really, you're only looking at Williams coming in for the goal line stuff. So a lot of this is running through the arm of, of Goff throughout the, the main part of the field. Gotcha. But which, my uh, – go ahead. Um, which I, I just looked it up. I mean, Goff it, – it's, it's a touchy thing because Goff has played two good games against – uh, two bad defenses. One was the Washington, where he had 26 fantasy points, and the Seattle game, obviously, he had 37 fantasy points. But the two games against Minnesota and Philadelphia, he had 16 and 14. So I, I want to say how much is it that the defenses that they're playing are bad and he's like producing like that, or – is Jared Goff actually starting to turn into what people thought he could be as a quarterback? It, it's something to think about as you're moving. Like, I think Goff has to be played matchup right now. You're talking low QB1. I think Goff needs to be played as a week-to-week Schumer. matchup plug-and-play, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. We're, we're not seeing Goff get much better. It's always been – what's around golf mm-hmm. determines how well he plays. My uh, running back price up is Nick Chubb at eight, uh, at 8,000. Uh, you saw Pierce, he ran all over 
uh, LA Chargers for 14 attempts, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Nick Chubb is, I wouldn't say five times better, but Nick Chubb is literally, <laughs> in my opinion, the best, the best <laughs> running back in the game right now. Um, if he was by himself, we would be drafting him in the top three. Like, I just think that if he just got, if the man can get any type of catches, like, ask the coach, please let me get some, like, receiving work. This man will probably be the, he will be the number one, to be quite honest, if he can get any type of receptions. But um, Nick Chubb at 8000 is a great price. I think that he's definitely the best uh, play at the price up position for running backs. So I won't I won't give a price up, but I'll give a guy that's a little more on the pricey side in Leonard Fournette, sixty nine hundred. I still think that's a, a solid price for him. I really think that they're gonna play well against Atlanta this week, so fire him up. And then some guys I like that are a little more value. Khalil Herbert, if Montgomery's out, he definitely has to be considered in play. Ramondre Stevenson Ramondre Stevenson, who Cam already mentioned. And I'll actually kind of counter you guys a little bit with the Nick Chubb play, and I'll go Kareem Hunt. Don't my, do that. He's my GPP <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm. That's that's exactly where I'm playing him is GPP, thinking that a lot of people are going to go Chubb. So let me go ahead and try to sneak Hunt in there because all he needs is the touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. If he gets the touchdowns, then he's gonna he's gonna score basically the same amount of fantasy points as. Nick Chubb. So give me, give me Hunt. There was one more name I wanted to mention. Oh, Jamal Williams. Same thing here. Even though they play New England, who's like historically good against the run, I'm fine with in like a cash lineup with inserting uh, Jamal Williams. So go ahead and get him in your lineup as well. If, if you could find the, the room for the price, but we'll jump to wide receiver. We'll keep it rolling here. Mark, we'll come back to you. Who do you like as far as your wide receivers? Uh, one thing also that I wanted to just sniff on, Ron Robinson is activated and will play this week for Washington. So pay attention to what happens to Antonio Gibson slowly now. So be very careful. That, yeah, be very careful. And if you have Gibson, try to move him now because it's only going to get worse. It might be too late at this one. It <laughs> might be. Cause Listen, it, it's going to be very interesting. One. <laughs> it wasn't a direct shot at you, Justice. It was more so of hey, I have well, him it's coming. Too. I was like, you are not alone, shoot in the league. I have him. Not nobody wants him. <laughs> I think I think everybody knows. I think that's just what it was. Everybody knows that at some point Robinson was coming back and he was he was going to take over the role. Uh, me, me, receiver. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit weird this week receiver because of how and I'm going to skew this off of a second half. Um, I'm going to say my my low pick is George Pickens at 4-3. Yes, Buffalo has a tremendous secondary and yes, Kenny Pickett is going to be under distress a lot this week, but his activity to find Pickens in the off, like get him involved in the offense was high. Like he was he was tunneling down Pickens because I mean, yes, Deontay Johnson was covered by sauce, and that hurts a lot to Deontay's value. But I think Pickett seemed to have favored towards Pickens as his number two instead of Claypool. So 
go ahead and put Pickens as a flex play if you would like. I wouldn't put him as one of my top three receivers, but I think Pickens has value that is underlined by a Buffalo's defense that may hunker him down. Uh, price up. I'm just going to stay there, and I'm going to just – I'm rolling with it twice in a row. I'm going Stephon Diggs again. He let, us, <laughs> he let us all down last week. Let's be honest. He, he really stunk up the And the week before. Week. Yeah. Well, we were all really super high on him against Baltimore. He kind of just stunk the joint up. And I don't think I don't think that's happening again. Baltimore at least has some sensibility at corner. Pittsburgh don't. Pittsburgh has nothing. I think Sutton's out, I believe. Witherspoon is out. You're just leaving Minka over the top, and Minka's not going to man like man to man him. So I'll go Stephon Diggs with my play up, and in the same game. Pickens as my value. So, Cam, before we come to you, I want to, I'm not going to give a play up. I'm going to give a few rapid fire wide receiver names here. And I like all these guys for different reasons. I'm not going to go real in depth. Cam, I'm sorry because I'm probably going to steal a few of your guys here. <laughs> but these are all middle range guys that I really like. The first being Tyler Lockett. His target volume has been great to start the year. And I think that uh, cornerback for the Saints, help me out. Lattimore. Lattimore. Lattimore will be covering Metcalf, so Lockett won't get him. I also like Olave as the primary receiver in New Orleans this week. My Out of these three, this is my biggest name so far, is Curtis Samuel. And the name that I, he's the name I'm trying to get in as many lineups as possible because I think he has a huge week. Jahan Dotson is out, there's a chance that Logan Thomas misses the week. I actually think Samuel's the guy over McLaurin, and you could get him, I think, for about $500 cheaper. Yep, $400 cheaper, so that's three guys I like there. And then the last name I want to mention, Christian Kirk of the Jaguars. I mentioned him with the Trevor Lawrence stack, but I think 6600 just isn't enough for him. If he was up in the 7,000s, I'd probably be staying away. But there's opportunity for 80 yards and two touchdowns here. So go ahead and fire me up with Christian Kirk again this week. Cam, we'll swing it to you for your your value plays, your pay-ups, whatever you got for us. All righty. Coach, you took my guy <laughs> once again. Uh, Chris Olave at 5,700 is a steal, in my opinion. MT, I believe he's out again. Uh, so that opens up for Chris Olave. He's are even when MT is in the lineup, he's getting more targets than he is. So um, he's in a prime spot to literally smash. Um, I think Winston is doubtful, but Andy Dalton was still looking for him last week in London. So I don't, I just don't see it uh, changing. Uh, Locking Chris Olave at fifty-seven um, for my price up. Um, I just got a little story before I get to this person. <laughs> um, Baker, okay, I wasn't able to get into my P.O. box, so I was not able to get Baker Mayfield's jersey, so it got returned back to NFL shop. I got a gift card back, and I decided I don't want a Baker Mayfield jersey anymore. <laughs> so I got a Romeo Dobbs jersey because I have him in like 80% of my leagues. So, I guess I'm going to go against my team with Carolina here, and I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. 
Debo Samuel is going against a banged up defense right now. Like we shoot, how many players we have out on our defensive side? The uh, big going one is chin. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we have no chin. Um, shoot, wasn't Luvu was freaking banged up a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm, and I just feel like our defense is always on the field. We can't do that against Debo Samuel. Like but that can, it just can't happen. You're gonna like, get me ranting because at some point in this game, CJ Henderson is gonna line up over top of Debo, and it's gonna be a 50 <laughs> yard completion or a 70 yard passing appearance, something dumb. Because, but this uh, is this is lining up to be a Debo 35 point bomb type of game against Carolina. It, it's it sucks to say, like to even say that, but for seventy seven hundred, Debo is sounding really, really good. If you want to go off of Stephon Diggs, uh, Debo, I, I do like Debo. That's my price up this week. Yeah, great. Five is bold, Cam. That's a lot of points. That's multiple touchdowns in a hundred point game. I'm telling you, he can do it. He can do it against Carolina, especially if they <laughs> stay on the field. I was I like, just... I know he can. I want to see what JC. This is JC Horns. Like this is a this is a test for him now. I would love to see this. This is going to be. And, and now I'm not even going to say that we had a good pick. No, we got JC Horn over freaking uh, Sertan, and Sertan is the guy. I was like, no, I want him. We messed up. We should have had him on our team. Not necessarily because I believe JC Horn still has the best uh, QBR against. Like the receivers he's guarding, I think J.C. Horn is still. I think it's Horn, Bradbury, and Darius Slay is top three. Uh, we going. We gonna see. Uh, this will be his. This will be his test. Okay, I like it. And there's your weekly Carolina Panthers talk from, <laughs> <laughs> from the Carolina sports. This is the only positive thing coming from that for that team. We are the best thing in Carolina Panthers football right now. <laughs> we'll jump over the tight end though. Interesting week at tight end being that you can't pay up for anybody with Andrews and Kelsey off the slate. Kittle – actually, Waller's off the slate as well. Kittle's on the slate, but he's only 5,200 given that he hasn't done uh, much yet to start the year. He's the highest priced at 5,200, followed by the potential one-hit wonder in TJ Hawkinson. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Mark, we'll jump to you. Who do you like at tight end? Um. I'll give a little backstory for Kittle. Kittle always starts off slow. Go back and look. And I, I, I believe that he's primarily blocking with uh, Trent Williams out. I think they're just sitting him in to block a lot. I, I would love to see what his route, like, run per play is if or route per drop back is because I don't think it's high. I really don't. So just wait on Kittle for a little bit. Wait till Williams come back, and then he'll, he'll be your top, what, three again. But my play up is your man, Justice, Zach Ertz. Again, I think Philly, Arizona is going to be a shootout. I think Arizona has that ability. They're getting healthy. Uh, one more week closer to D-Hop. And just wait till that happens, and we're going to see what really goes on. Uh, Ertz, I still think with Rondell Moore, there is the number two option to Kyler behind Marquise. Could potentially be the one, depending on how he's used. So at five or four, eight. I like Zach Ertz as a play-up. Value-wise, there ain't no value here. And I, I like I like to be I like to be weird. So I'm going Quentin Morris of the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. Austin Moss 
Morris is out. Morris is the backup tight end in Buffalo. I don't know what he's going to do, but if there's a check down option, it's going to be Quentin Morris. And I'm going to be. i going to get weird, but I like it. So lock me Quentin Morris as my value tight end. So, Mark, you're telling me that your lineup this week is going to consist of weird Zappy. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice picking Nick Chubb, Pierce, <laughs> and then we're talking some tight end. I can't even remember his name at the, already. We're gonna get weird this week. Well, you I better was, play in the Millie contest if you if you're doing some crap like that. that I was uh, told that during showdowns you gotta be different. So we're gonna get different this week. We're gonna play some some super value. And super lock some high players. We'll see what goes on there. Well, I, I will agree to to win big money. You gotta you gotta be willing to to get real risky. I, I I'm fearing <laughs> that you may have gotten too risky there. <laughs> now you're gonna both get a text from me. Quentin Williams has like four catches for forty yards and falls in the end zone. Honestly, now... all he needs is one catch for ten yards and a touchdown. And you, you hit value. But Cam, you know. Talk some sense into us. Give us give us some real value here. Yeah, I'm going to talk some sense because if you're going to talk tight end, oh, my gosh, like you should be throwing up right now because TJ Hawkinson doing that again, the only way I see him doing that is if, well, we already know that Swift is not playing. Um, but if Amaron St. Brown is back, no, nah, I don't want to mess with that. There's no way I'm touching – TJ Hawkinson, I know he's going to get ownership. I'm avoiding the chalk right there. He was good chalk last week. I, I'll take it. That's the only reason why I cashed last week. But um, to to be honest, we cannot ignore Tyler Higby anymore. He like You can't ignore the target share that he is getting with Matthew Stafford, especially watching that primetime game where that offensive line cannot hold up. So, who are they throwing it to? It's either the safety net of Cooper Cup or the safety net of uh, Tyler Higby. I regret picking uh, Allen Robinson because he is for he's for damn sure ain't getting uh, the comeback player of the year. Because at this point, goodness, I was like, it's terrible. It's just as bad as when he was on the Bears. But Tyler Higby at forty three hundred for value, I think that he's definitely gonna. Uh, be lower owned than a Tyler Higby, or not Tyler, not Tyler Higby, but uh, with um, TJ Hawkinson um, and a Zach Ertz. But my price up for me is Zach Ertz at 4800 It is a revenge game. Come on, he's playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. He doesn't like a great revenge game. He had a great game last week. He had about roughly 16 fantasy points. So going in uh, locking Zach Ertz for me for my price up, who I will Probably more more so go with in cash, but in GPP, I will probably end up going with Tyler Higby. Yeah, so if Hawkinson's in the lineup, I'm going – or if – excuse me. If St. Brown is in the lineup, I'm totally fading Hawkinson. If St. Brown's out of the lineup, you know, go ahead and give me the chalky TJ Hawkinson. Exactly. And, and I'm fine with that. You guys know I like Ertz, so I'm fine with anybody that wants to play Ertz. But I actually like the guy on the opposite side of the field this week a little more than I like Ertz. I like Goddard. That Arizona defense has been bad against tight ends. Goddard is getting the looks. You know, he's averaging five targets a game. 
That's about all we need to get about five catches, 50 yards. And we just need him to fall into the end zone. And this is a high-scoring offense. They've been getting a lot of rushing touchdowns this year. And I think they have the opportunity to actually throw for some this week against the Cardinals. So go ahead. And if you stack Hurts, Jalen Hurts, I think you're fine with uh, coupling that with Goddard. So I like that if you're, I guess, if you're saying pay up here, even though I don't think any tight end is technically a pay up this week. And if I'm going for like a true value play, I do like Logan Thomas against the Tennessee Titans. This is assuming he he plays this week. He was limited in practice Friday with a calf injury, which popped up out of nowhere. But again, just hoping for a touchdown. And I think Washington's probably scores a good bit of points this week against Tennessee. But I think my favorite value play, I already mentioned him once, Jawan Johnson of the Saints versus the Seahawks. Again, just want that touchdown. He's been getting four, five, six targets uh, in, in each of these games. Plays against a bad Seahawks defense. I think it's it's going to be – it's not going to be a real high-scoring game, but if both teams score around 20 points, I think you're going to get a good chance that Jawan Johnson gets in the end zone, and that's all you could want. But – Getting close to wrapping it up here for this episode. We need to jump over to def- defense first. So, Cam, is there anybody you like defensively this week? Uh, I actually do. Um, I'm against uh, – after just watching Baker Mayfield, I just can't. Uh, San Francisco defense, lock them in at 3,800. To be quite honest, I think that's a hell of a play uh, just because of the fact that yeah, people really don't like to pay up for defenses. So, um, and GPP, lock them in. Now, for cash, Dallas 100% against the Rams. Um, yeah, the Rams will score their points, but, man, that offensive line is horrific in L.A. So, I shoot, I guarantee you they'll at least have at least a couple sacks in this game, possibly a turnover. So Dallas at twenty five hundred, I do like for my uh, value. Uh, Mark, do you have anybody for us? Um, play up. I, I I'll go Minnesota because I'm still a firm believer that Chicago don't know how to run an offense. <laughs> Jalen Hurts doesn't. Th- I mean, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Justin Fields doesn't throw the football enough. <laughs> I, you can't win. Like you can't win games when you're not doing both offensively running and passing and Chicago's doing neither. So I'll go Minnesota as my play up and I'll take the other two point five team in Seattle against the Saints. I I know we, we love Alave, but I don't think I don't think Andy Dalton has, you know, the the chops of what he used to be and run a successful offense down in field. I think Seattle can force one to two turnovers from Dalton. And I, if Kamara's out, that boosts it even better. But I'll value Seattle, but I'm, I really like Minnesota against Chicago. Yeah, uh, I think all those names that you got, all those teams, I should say, that you guys mentioned there are in play this week. So I'm fine with rolling any of those guys. I think can't mention them. Main play probably for me, cash lineups is going to be the Cowboys. 
don't think there's a week or a team that they could necessarily be playing against that you would have to go against them. I think they could always kind of be in play. They're just that good this year. So I think that'll do it for the DFS segment here. Before we wrap up for the day, you know we got to get Mark's favorite, the question of the day. In. <clears throat> oh, goodness. So, Mark, if I asked you, who, which wide receiver scored the most points, fancy points in a season, who would you say? Man, that's a bull play. Uh, in a season, Cooper Cup. Randy yes. Moss. <laughs> it was actually Cooper Cup. He did it by a wide margin last year. He probably did. <laughs> he had 439 and a half in 2021. My but question is – who is number two? It's actually who is number two and number three because it's the same person. Randy Moss. I have a Randy Moss. It's a good Dan. pick. Um, you know what's funny? Uh, weirdly Tom enough, Brady and Randy Moss. <clears throat> greatest combo right there. <laughs> funny enough, I was playing Sporkle the other day, and it was I was I was I got dug into a Sporkle pool of fantasy like Sporkle quizzes. Did you guys know one year Brandon Lloyd led the? Uh, the receivers finishing in receiving one time. I think he had like 300 plus points. Brandon Lloyd in like 2013 or something weird. I think I had him that year. That's very weird. Um, no, the the answer to your question is, uh, and if this is right at this point, I'm going to start calling myself the question guru. Uh, it's Calvin Johnson. I think Stafford has one and two. In Cup and Calvin in the receiving department. Calvin Johnson is a good one. I do believe it's Calvin Johnson. That's my final answer. It is incorrect. Ah! Cam, you were close. If I asked you who finished fourth and fifth, you would have been correct with Randy Moss in 2007, 2003. But number two and number Antonio three. Brown. There it is. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Boom, baby. Brown. <laughs> yep. 2015 was, and 2014. Oh, I think I had to I don't know why I didn't mention them first, but I just thought Randy Moss and Tom Brady's year was just heroic, in my opinion. I just thought Calvin Johnson because if I'm right, Stafford did have like the the yard leader one year, like the overall total receiving yards in a year by receiver was Calvin Johnson for the longest. And then I think Stafford turned it into cup uh, just last year. Yeah, that was when Calvin had 1,900 yards. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Cooper Cup just went absolutely <laughs> nuclear. nuclear. I think that'll do it for us, though. You guys have any anything else you want to say before we log off for the day? Don't good lock luck. Baker Mayfield. Don't yeah. lock Baker Mayfield and a good luck from Cam. I will, I will <laughs> extend that good luck to everybody. Win some money this week in DFS. Good luck in your season-long drafts. Fellas, thanks for joining me, and good luck this week. Yep. Appreciate you. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one.